Sunana Jawani, the Nigerian Niki, a Kunasuaren, tracks from abroad from CRUT 89.5. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad.
Good morning, Toronto, and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, and I host this show, which is the best place for international students to share their music and their stories from their corner of the world. Today, we are doing a show on Niger in Western Africa. We've done two shows previously on Nigeria as well as Ghana, but today we're doing Niger and we have two special interviews with folks from Niger as well. We have U of T student Jawar from Niger, and thank you to the African Students Association at U of T for connecting us too. And we also have an interview with the band you just heard, Emdu Mokhtar. This is one of Niger's largest bands who came to Toronto to, uh, to tour around Canada and to play a show, and I was so excited to go with Jawar. To also go with Victor Kovaleski, who you just heard from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on CIUT with his show, The Third Face. So all three of us went to the show, and then afterward, I was able to interview Emdu Mokhtar. Now, Emdu has been covered by Rolling Stone, The Guardian, by Esquire. He's had an op-ed in the New York Times called Can Colonialism Be Overcome? We talked about that article previously in our show on Haiti with Professor Sky, and at that time, I had no inkling that I would actually get to meet the author himself. So the full interview today, the video is going to be up on tracksfromabroad.com or you can visit tfa.radio to follow us on Instagram. Of course, CIUT is having a fundraiser and we really encourage you to donate at www.ciut.fm. But for now, let's get into my interview with Jawar. We're going to play some more Emdu Mokhtar and later you're going to hear from Emdu himself. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get to it. Today we welcome to the show Jawar from Niger. Jawar, welcome to Tracks from Abroad. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jesse. Uh, before we start the show, I'd like to appreciate you for uh, allowing me to share my experience with you. And uh, I really think that the, what you're doing right now with the radio show is, uh, I think it's, it's really beneficial for, for students that are abroad, not only for the fact that they get to tap into the culture, and, and, and re-immerse into that, but also it brings awareness to the other types of genres of music that are out there. Because I've started listening to some of your few episodes from Brazil and uh, going on to your show, listening to your episode, it was basically like an all-in-one package where I could just like get a, a, broad, a broad idea of what kind of music is out there. So I'd like to appreciate you for your effort and uh, for bringing awareness to that. Well, thank you, Jawar. And some people might not realize that as students come to the show and talk about music from their countries, I'm also learning. You know, when I started the show, I really didn't know much about music outside of the United States. Um, and here we are talking about music from Niger. And what's most special is that you and I were able to go to a performance by the band Emdu Mokhtar. Can you talk about that? What did you think of the performance? I think the performance was really great. Uh, it's been a while. It's been, uh, I think, five years since I've gone to a concert by a Nigerian artist. And uh, the music that I used to listen to growing up was mostly oral. It was basically, it was focused more on the vocals. And uh, I was really impressed by the way they they utilized the instrument to, to, to captivate the culture and the, the the sense it brought for me a sense of, of home and uh, brought back a lot of memories. I really enjoyed the show's guys. Yeah, I'm glad it gave you that sense of home all the way uh, over here in Canada. And I, I want to ask, as you're leading to, like, what is the music like in Niger? You're saying it's more oral. Do people sing? Do, do they use instruments? What do they use? Uh, in Niger, they mostly use instruments made out of bamboo or uh, guitars, uh, simple instruments. And it's mainly, mainly focused 
on the it's very cultural it, it, the music is very influenced by the culture and the traditions and uh, most of the songs that are made from Niger is usually uh, it, it, it paints a picture to you there's always it's it's songs about a particular scene or a particular event and then it's it's, it's rooted in the tradition and, and I think that's what makes songs from Niger very different because it, it really ties you to the culture and it gives you a perspective other than just entertainment. Yeah, it sounds like these listeners today of Tracks from Abroad have a lot to look forward to as we get into this first set of Nigerian music. Another special thing about this show is that some of the music was suggested by the band Mdu Mokdar themselves. Let's get into our first set of music from Niger, and we're going to be back with Jawar talking about Niger very soon.
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. Today we're with Jawar, talking about the country of Niger. And Jawar, I'd like to ask you, how did you manage to come to Canada all the way from Niger? Well, uh, I came to Canada to finish my uh, university degree, my undergraduate. Um, I started in Niger. I did uh, elementary school there. I started high school there in seventh grade. I, from seventh grade, I went to a Turkish boarding school. Um, that's where I started my journey. I started traveling a little bit, coming in and out of the country. I started going to Canada for summer. So as I was going through high school in Niger, in a Turkish boarding school, due to circumstances, we traveled to uh, Senegal, another country in West Central Africa, where I finished high school. And then from there, I decided to go to uh, move to the U.S., actually, before coming into Canada. And then uh, I did uh, two years there, finished my high school in the, uh, the States. And then from the States, uh, since my family, the rest of my family moved to Canada, I decided to come back and be closer to my family. So that's how I came back to Canada to uh, finish my university degree. How interesting. I really wonder what it was like for you to move from Africa to the United States, because I'm from the United States as well. What was that like for you? It was uh, it was really a culture shock, I would say. That's the first thing that happened. Uh, so since I, I, first started in a, I first started high school in a Turkish boarding school, before moving to the States, I actually moved to a different African country, and I went to an American international school. And then from Senegal, when I moved to the States, it was also a big change because you're growing from a small town to... A huge country with multiple states, with multiple states and multiple different type of people. Did anything surprise you upon arriving in the United States, like the way people dress or the way they talk? Yes, I think uh, people dress more laid back. I was that was the first thing. Because back at home, every time I would go out, my friends would make sure that I had a polo shirt on or a t-shirt. The food there, to be honest, the drinks, the cup sizes, they were so huge. I was just shocked. And that was my first time actually when I moved to the States eating Chick-fil-A. So I quickly got addicted to it. I started eating Chick-fil-A every day. Tune into the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl on ESPN. Beside the food aspect of it, what most shocked me was, I guess, how people really in tune also musically. I guess people really, when I came to the United States, it was just an everyday thing. So people would listen to music, they would talk about it. It was more, it was less formal and, uh, I guess uh, it brought people more together as well in that sense. Yeah, you think about music in, in the West and people are mostly listening in earbuds. It is more of an independent independent you know hobby or whatever. I noticed that as well. Uh, after I spent my first year in the United States, uh, after I finished my first year, uh, I went back to Canada to my family, to, to my family in, in Canada. And I think I, I assimilated so well into that fact that every time I would listen to music, I would have headphones and earbuds in. And so I would be in the zone listening to music and then I would be sitting in the living room and then my mom and my family members would just try to talk, me, talk to me, but I couldn't because I was to music. And they would always ask me, why are you listening to music in your ears? Why not just listen to it so that we can also hear it and then we can talk about it together? That was also one of the things that you could always complain about me and I think uh, they, they did notice a change. Uh, they would bring up the earbuds a lot. The biggest thing that they noticed is, uh, well, the independence aspect of it. Living alone, that's your parents also played a huge part of it. I was more independent and I was more outgoing. I think that's what it brought me. Whereas in Niger, the family plays a huge role and you're, all, you're very co-dependent on people as well. They noticed in terms of change. My tendency is to just 
I guess, go out a lot. I guess it's, it's one of those things where it's in the West, you see every Friday people go out, every Saturday it's more of an outgoing culture. I started doing it with my siblings as well, and so they, she appreciated that I would take them outside and that we would explore the city just on a random Tuesday. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. And we're going to head back to some music from Niger. We're here talking to Jawar, and uh, we will be back on Tracks from Abroad in just a moment.
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse McDougall. We're talking with Jawar today about the country of Niger in Western Africa. You and I were both in a cinema studies class a couple of years ago when we started at UFT, and one of the movies that we watched was called The Battle of Algier, about the country of Algeria and a revolt that happened against the French government. Films about Africa don't come up all the time. So I wondered if, did that movie speak to you in any way? I think the, the movie did an excellent role in portraying the use of culture in uh, gaining one's independence. It spoke to the change that is going on in Niger with music, because when I, I was growing up, music didn't really play a huge role. But then seeing now you have Mdou Mokhtar, Long International, traveling and promoting Nigerian music to self-sustain and, and promote self-sufficiency and self-independence instead of relying on others. So like, that's what the movie, I think, portrayed and music using it, it's a great tool to, to spread that message. I think you're getting at a good point, which is that France has a huge amount of control over the country, uh, firstly in terms of mining and a lot of those mineral exports, in terms of gold and also uranium going to France. So as you're saying, the band Mdou Mokhtar, in a way, their music is a way to you know, make Niger independent again. If, if you look at the, the music in Niger, yes, there are songs that are in, in French because obviously we're colonized by the French, so we'll have, it's, it's mostly dominated by French culture, but I think it's a good thing what the band Mdou Mokhtar is trying to do by using your own resources and what you're, you're, you have, the tools that you disposal as they have music to, to shine light on the problems that are that are happening in, in Niger and also using it to, to, to in a way, gain their independence and uh, yeah. have something to hold and show out for. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, Jawar, what do you study at the University of Toronto? I'm studying uh, computer science and chemistry. Going into the labs and making experiments, being creative and deciding what to make, changing things, figuring out how things work, it, it brought happiness to me. And uh, computer science, obviously, because... It's a, it is also within that genre of uh, creativeness. You get to create codes, you get to make things that people can use, something that has a utilitarian value. So. Would you be able to study these subjects that you're doing if you had stayed in Niger? Uh, no, I wouldn't think I, I would have been able to study chemistry uh, in terms of computer science. I think computer science has taken the world by surprise. It's one of the majors that is picking up and there are, the job market is, is, is opening up for people that have a science a, computer science degree and uh, are well knowledgeable and hopefully I would like to see it come back to Niger and if I can contribute to that why not I'm, uh, I'm open to that idea of going back there and then sharing the knowledge that I gained at the University of Toronto back there yeah so you would want to go back to to live in Niger I would go back that's ultimately the plan to, to come here at one of the top universities in Canada gain that knowledge and then take it back in a place where it's not really there and then just like uh, be that that person's first initiative. I would, that's definitely one of my goals. That's fantastic. That's a great goal to have. And we are talking with Jawar about the country of Niger here on Tracks from Abroad. But we're going to take a music break right now, and we'll be back with Jawar in just a moment. Benegina, Cagandetaca, Anirem Bafune, Amanecuta, Manetonio, Anirem Bajare, 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad. My name is Jesse. We are here with Jawar finishing up talking about Niger. And Jawar, in the break, we are talking about sports. You yourself play basketball, but basketball isn't quite so popular in Niger. What is popular for sports? The most popular sport in Niger is soccer. Football is nationally known, but the U.S. soccer. Uh, it's, it's most popular because of the, I'd say, the ease of it. So with a soccer, in soccer, you don't, even if you don't have a ball, you can manufacture your own ball, which is plastic, and then some materials that you find, some everyday materials. Not only that, you don't really need specific soccer shoes if you're not playing on the field. You can just play on the street and then for cones you can just have two huge rocks for cones so it's just so easy to just play soccer that's literally if you walk on the street you would see people playing and setting up cones on the street practicing their skills and just having fun so it's a place where people come and just meet other people when as a kid when we were playing soccer i would we would jump in we'll do tournaments from neighborhoods to neighborhoods and then that's how we would just like know each other by playing soccer and then the second i would say the second most popular sport is Swimming, actually, because in Niger, we're right next to the Nile River. So every weekend, me and my friends would just go into the river and just uh, swim and have fun together, mm-hmm. which is, I think, swimming is one of the biggest activities that is often overlooked. But yeah, swimming, soccer, and running as well. So I want to get back to the topic of playing soccer. And for me, playing pickup soccer at the University of Toronto has been a really good way for me to meet people to meet people uh, who are studying different things and who are from different countries. Because like you're saying, football is just a world-round sport. Everybody plays it because it's so accessible. We're dropping sports like that, these pickup sports. Did that help you to meet anybody, to try to fit in? That, that was the, my main way of meeting new people. When I first came to Toronto, the first thing I did was get a bike, a bicycle. I had to get a bike. I got my bike, and then the second thing I did was to the basketball court. That's where I met most of the people that I, the, most of my friends. Talked to some locals, and then at the University of Toronto, the drop-in basketball court at the Athletic Center is where I meet most of my people. If I go to the gym, I can probably tell you the names of most people there because I've seen them on the court and we, 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 we do gym together, we work out together. And on the soccer field, that's where I met my first two Nigerians in Canada, actually. So we were just playing soccer and then randomly they started speaking Hausa. I'm like, no way. I was so shocked and surprised. I just went to them and started speaking Hausa to them. And that's how we built, we, we built a bond on the soccer field. And then we, to this day, we still keep in touch and we play soccer every week and every Friday when they're available. That's amazing. Well, Jawar, I want to give you an opportunity to wrap up and tell us about the your home country of Niger. Um, is there anything you'd like us to know? Because Niger is not often portrayed in the media. Sometimes it's hard to, to learn about it. But what are some things that you can tell us just to wrap up? I think if you have the time, you should check it out. I think Niger is a beautiful country because of its landscape. It's, uh, it's in the Sahara Desert. And uh, the food, I think, is the biggest 
factor that most people overlook. So we have this thing called kilishi and it's dried meat and it's exported and you can only find it in certain stores. I think if you have the chance, you should travel in Niger because of the food and also to experience what it feels like to just be in the, in the Sahara Desert and the vibes and the people and the culture is just different there. Amazing. Well, I've had a great interview today with you, Jawar, and I'm so happy that you and I got to go to that show with Emdu Mokhtar down at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre. That's a band from Niger. It was really fantastic. Well, Duar, thank you so much for coming on Tracks from Abroad. Thank you so much for having me join the show, and uh, thank you for allowing me to share my experience as well. You just heard my interview with Jouar from Niger. I loved listening to him talk about meeting friends on the soccer field. What a nice image to think about. This is Tracks from Abroad. The song you just heard was Takamba by Emdu Mokdar. And you can always find full track lists for our show at tracksfromabroad.com. Speaking of Emdu Mokhtar, why don't I play my interview with Emdu Mokhtar that I conducted right after a show that I saw with Jawar at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre in Toronto. Please welcome to Tracks from Abroad, Emdu Mokhtar. Emdu, welcome to Tracks from Abroad. Hey, thank you for having us. Thank you. Very so happy much. to have you guys. Um, let's see here. So I, I wanted to talk about the show last night. Again, it was 
tremendous. It was one of the biggest venues I've ever been to. A lot of people. How much of your show is ad libbed? How much do you just make sort of make up and go with the flow? And how much is a an actual set that you're playing? I play this. Uh, yeah, it's it's depends some time. It's uh, one I see like uh, the crowd love the solo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna give them what yeah like, what they want, what make them happy. And then I'm just going to do what they need. So you've toured all over the world. It makes you unique because a lot of people have not played in, for example, Niamey in Niger. So you have had very vastly different crowds. Um, and I love the performance you did in Niamey. Do you know the one I'm talking about, the video, right? But the time when we made that video, it's like the, be- the beginning, the very beginning for a pandemic. Yeah. I never tell someone we have concert or something like that. We just do it like, like secret concerts. Secret but concert. Every, yeah, but everyone is coming because I, it was the pandemic times and then everyone was scary, but yeah. Again, you're going to Vermont to play a concert. I am also from Vermont. And Vermont is a very, very small place. There's a lot of farming. There's no big, big buildings, big city. You, I think you and I share this experience going from a very small place and then being, being introduced to the city. So for you, starting in Arlit, going to Niamey and going to the West, what was that like for you? It's like something very big for me. It's like, I feel it's coming from God, not me. Wow. You got me. And then I'm, I'm. I'm very appreciated. I never know I will be in this place where I am because I'm a star like just I play the guitar just with my free end. Now and I I am with the world. That's something huge for me. And then it's the reason for me to be artist. It's like to share the smile with everyone, to give the smile to everyone. It's what I need. What does it feel like to be on stage and to see everybody moving and clapping to your music? Almost it's the best feeling for me so far. It's what I need to do. The music like take care about stress and then give you like some feeling, very good feeling, dancing and forgot everything. You know? mm-hmm. But it's different in what some people in the world give. Like now in the world, when you are as strong, yeah. You're just gonna show you just gonna show you have power. We don't need that, but we don't have any power. It sounds like you're touching on the article that you wrote for the New York Times, which was called "Can Colonialism Be Overcome?" Why is that? Why is that so important to you? I'm trying to tell the world what is going on around me. That I feel it's my responsibility because a lot of people doesn't know about that. I can like close my eyes i see what i'm seeing right now you are almost you're sort of on the opposite side of the world are you still able to feel connected to your country and to your family that's in niger i do because i never do three hours i don't call my family i want to know what is the, how is how is the family all time that is what i'm doing it's not just the music i do I, I have a lot of projects, like I build the wild for different places just to help the people to have the order to drink. So you say you build wells, you build wells for towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just for my town, yeah. different places in, in, around me. What would you like to see change in your country? 
All what we have, it is in the hand for France. We have some places we doesn't have no electricity, no school, no hospital. It's what's going on for something like 50 years or yeah. 60 years. Six zero. Yeah. And you mentioned um, you connect with your family very often. What is your family up to this time of year? What is it like day to day for them living in Niger? Actually, it's very dangerous around me in my hometown because I live in Chuntabraden. But we have a lot of like problem in that way with Boko Haram. They kill the people. No one knows about it because it's in Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember uh, five days ago, they killed something like 400 person, child, woman, old people. They killed more than 400 person. But no one knows about it here in the United States and uh, Europe. No one knows about it because it's Africa. It's like nothing. It's like, yeah, it's like nothing. Killing 400 person in Africa, it's like, it's like breaking 400 barum in the garbage. Like, no one gonna knows. Africa, it's like garbage for the world. If you have some doctor, does you work in good, does you starting to work with the people, you're gonna send them to Africa, and then after that, they're gonna come back in his places to work. It's what is going on now. My friend that came to your show last night from Niger, his name is Dewar, and his experience might be similar to yours. He grew up, I don't recall the specific town, but he lived in Niamey for a time and then moved to Senegal, ended up in uh, Toronto, Canada. I think it's true that uh, you wouldn't be able to find the kind of education that we have in Canada if he had stayed in his country of Niger. Here's my next question for you. As far as artists in America, I know you. a lot of people reference, for example, Jimi Hendrix. Because you both play left-handed and you have a similar kind of style. And you are going to Woodstock, of course, one of the most famous places where Jimi Hendrix performed. Um, is it going to feel very special to go to Woodstock for you? I do. I do. Yeah, and I've seen speaking can of you ask me? Can you, can you ask me in Canada who is my favorite artist? Absolutely. Who is your favorite artist in Canada, Mr. Abdul? That is Celine Dion. <laughs> Celine Dion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Montrealers are going to love that. that I love Celine Dion when I was very, very young. She has magic vocals. That is saying, I can't imagine how I love it. Is there a certain song that you really like from her? I love I'm Alive. I love Titanic. Do -do -do, do -do -do -do. Love Celine Dion. Celine Dion's like wow. I like I love Celine Dion. I love Celine Dion. It's what what, what I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, after that part of the interview, the video call cut off and there was some issues with the Wi-Fi. But how lucky am I? And what an interesting interview we were able to do with M. Du Mokhtar right here on Tracks from Abroad. So thank you very much, Umdu, for coming on Tracks from Abroad. 
Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for calling us. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Emdu Mokhtar right here on Tracks from Abroad. And thank you to CIUT for making all of these shows, all of these interviews, all of this fun that I get to have possible. If you'd like to donate to CIUT's fundraiser campaign, visit www.ciut.fm. And if you donate during my show, you've got just a few minutes left, you're going to be entered to win tickets to Sing Toronto. This is Toronto's Vocal Arts Festival from May 26th until June 5th. We're going to do a drawing on Monday, so please donate. You can also be entered into the grand prize drawing if you donate $89.50 to CIUT 89.5. Thank you very much to Jawar for coming on the show and telling us about his experience growing up in Niger. And thank you again to Emdu. Shout out to Victor Kovaleski of The Third Face. He also went to the show at Queen Elizabeth Theatre with me. We're going to play a few more tracks to wrap up the show, and then you'll hear Critics Circle at 9 a.m. And one of my favorite shows tonight at 6 to 8 p.m., that's Frisian Radio, right here on CIUT 89.5. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Jesse McDougal, and this is Tracks from Abroad.
Next up is the band Tal Nacional, one of Niger's most well-known bands with their song Entente, recommended by Mdu Mokhtar. Tanta 
Thanks again to M. Du Mokhtar for doing that interview with me. This is his favorite song, I'm Alive, by Celine Dion. I get wings to fly, oh, I'm alive. From abroad. Tracks from abroad. Tracks from abroad. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome.